You are listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Hello and welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda, and tonight we are back, back, back for lots of fun. I'm super excited. I think I'm going to give us a cheer just for coming back. (laughs) Okay, this is show number 89 which is very exciting in our march towards 100 but also even more more important at least for tonight is that ready to love is back you all showed us that this is a show you definitely enjoy us talking about especially with my co-hosts who will be on momentarily sean and riri and hope uh hope's not going to be with us tonight but sean and riri are back we have been behind the scenes talking about this all day having a blast um at having a blast and we are just ready to get it popping this season the singles are from the dmv they say dc but i'm gonna say the dmv for those of you who don't live in this area it's uh we use that for the district of columbia maryland and virginia and in this case we know for sure that they are from the various places. I mean, you even had them talking. One is, um, you know, folks are in Maryland, uh, um, like places like Baltimore, National Harbor, Bethesda. Um, One person mentioned he lived in Arlington. And I'm going to tell you, this is something that we expected, that people would be kind of from all over. I'm also not surprised about their jobs and that type of thing. As I, as we discussed previously when we were sort of wrapping up last season and, and we heard that this season was coming to D.C., true D.C. insiders would never go on a show like this. This is a town that um, there's tons of Black people. That's where it got uh, Chocolate City from. Certainly there's colleges. You've got Howard and, and quite a few others. A um, lot of Black professionals, but it is one reputation driven. You also have a lot of people that work for the government. Even those in IT, a lot of them have uh, government clearance. They're not just going to go on a show like this. Then you add to it even how they did the recruiting process, um, aside from the fact that dating in the DC area is the ghetto. Um, what I'm sure is not unlike Atlanta and other places, but, um, even the recruiting process, they focused on recruiting from the public, just the women, whereas the men were cast, they picked them from IG and that kind of thing. So 
it's it's you know you're already starting out a little suspect and i don't think it's any accident that half of the men look alike because folks have it all in their heads that beards are the thing right now so you've got that too which is kind of weird so we've got one of our cousins on hey riri how you doing hey everybody good evening i'm great how's everybody gotta give you the cheering okay (laughs) and now uh sean is running a little late but we're gonna jump right in you know he never fails to give us his two cents right so so it's the two cents that we love to hear we love exactly and and, you know let's face it sean just wants to make an entrance we know what you're doing sean Okay, and and he knows that when we start saying stuff about these guys, he's going to be ready to fight. Yes, he will. (laughs) But okay, anywho. So uh, we're going to start. We've got the casting special. Okay, Sean, I see you in the room. I need you on the phone. Um, so we've got the casting special now. Of course, we talked about how we're just going to kind of blend these into blend these together because your first episode, you've got uh, well, I guess the first episode is the casting special. I uh, that's sort of one, and then um, then you have uh, the actual episode, which is two. Yes. But okay. We had there. Okay, Sean, are you there making an entrance? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, with a noisy entrance, put on your earpiece. Okay, we got to give him his hand clap. <laughs> See, I told you all, Sean was just, you know, he was making an entrance. He had to be last. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dude, are you fighting with your earpiece nut right now? Unfortunately, I'm more of a Luddite when it comes to technology, and the only time I use the earpiece is when I'm on the phone with you doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, Sean, it, we're going to have to admonish Sean to put it on before he calls. Before he calls. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. All right. So we're all ready. So um, I was just kind of bringing everybody in. Be careful with the moving around, babe. Uh, Just letting everybody know we're going to kind of blend episodes one and two together because when they're all together in this big group, um, it's a little tough to know who's who until... uh, until they start pairing off. But I thought, even though the casting special was short, I thought they get, did a pretty good job of giving us sort of the meat and potatoes of some of the players that we know, um, even if they're not around for a while, they're going to give us something to talk about. Oh, definitely. I really like the casting special. It gave us, like, like you said, an introduction. So you just didn't start at the mixer, try and figure out who's who and what, what they were from. You already knew a background. Exactly. Because like The Bachelor and some of the other ones, yes, they come in and they do their introductions. And The Bachelor does have kind of a casting special, but because they start out with so many people, Mm -hmm. it's so long that I can never sit through it. I mean, in I haven't watched like every season. I think I fell off um, like probably about five or six 
But um, of course, you know, the last season with that, the, the, the season they had with the brother, which, you know, that turned into a debacle. Um, of course. The season they had a couple of years before that when they mm-hmm. had the black woman, which was good. So I've actually, I've caught the ones where it was us. <laughs> so mm. so um, those were good. Sean, it sounds like you're outside, so I'm going to put you on mute unless you're talking. So anyway um so what did you all think overall of uh i know we liked the casting special that we got to know some people what do you think overall of this cast uh i'll tell you it was for me it wasn't anything i didn't expect i didn't really expect it to give all that much think there may be one or two that it, it, among the men, there only there's only one or two that I would truly say are there for love, as opposed to just saying, "Okay, you asked me to do a show, so I'll do it," or trying to get clout or what have you. Uh, women tend to apply to dating shows and things like that a little bit more. So I would say among the women, if I had to pick, maybe about four, possibly five of them are there for the quote, right reasons, unquote. But, you know, that's what you get with the shows. Uh, what what do you guys, uh, what do you guys think? I would agree with you. I think, like you said, about maybe two or three men were actually there for true love. The rest are just looking for their 15 minutes of fame, reality fame now. Because even if you don't go do any other reality show, you get local fame now. You get booked at parties. I'm still trying to figure that out. But yeah, you get okay. booked at local parties. <laughs> I, I, I know. Like, I need to get booked at some parties. I mean, pay me $500 to go post up in a VIP section and give me some free drinks. Now, I know $500 is cheap compared to what they're getting, but I'll start low. You know, I'm not asking for the Ray J or the Kim K rates. Exactly. But <laughs> you know, the guys, you get- I think, they, like you said, for the clout, the 15 minutes of reality fame, and I'd say about five to six of the women, same thing, that they did it for love, but the other half of the women, and we'll get into who and why later, the mm-hmm. ones I think did it just for their 15 minutes of reality fame that they parlay it into now the next 10 reality shows later. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to take love and hip hop rates to go to the club. Oh, I yeah. mean, I'm just saying. But they <laughs> actually get paid pretty well, I, well, I think. I, I think, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit more optimistic or, or wide open. Uh, I think maybe there might be more than that, but I do see a couple of ringers in there that I thought were like, what are you doing on the show? What are you doing on the show? And then after, definitely after the first episode, not the casting special, uh, that number went up. As far as the women, I think there's one or two surprises in there where you think then may not be serious based upon first impression, but you find out that they're really, they're really good guys. Uh, they're really good girls. Uh, well, not girls, excuse me, really good women. Excuse me, audience, women. Um, <laughs> as far as, as as far as the gentlemen, I altogether, I was I was kind of bland, you know. I mean, they all look the same. Every, I, I don't know every, everything. Everybody. He wasn't on when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all. It's look like the same. here's another beard. Ugh. I mean, yeah, Carrington, beard, Carrington, Phil, Frank. 
all of them could be the same dude. Walter, Walter's isn't he? He had a beard, but he's a little bit lighter than them. But they yeah, all have that same heavy beard. A, yeah, and his face, Walter, was his face was a little bit uh, thin. Like yeah. he, he had a slimmer face. But uh, Carrington, um, Carrington, Phil, and uh, Frank. Them oh, mofos yeah. could be like the dudes on uh what do you call it? Love and Marriage Huntsville, Marcel, Marceau, Martise, Marseille, whatever. Martel, Marcel, Marcel, Martel. Yeah, it was know. like the same dude. Okay. So let's get into the show. Cause I think when we look at even them coming in, we can kind of I, I also kept their bios. So if there was anything that stood out about their bios, it also blended in. Okay, who's driving the car? None, nobody. Okay. Uh, and who has got something in the microwave? Why do I know so much about y'all life? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's you're, the you're, timer. You're, you're, I'm, I'm cooking lunch for tomorrow. It's like way too sensitive. Way too sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, like, you got like dog hearing. You got like super We apologize. <laughs> We're sorry. We're just like living our lives. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> Well, this okay. You know what? Hey, our audience—they—they they see in the real us. They are all up in our business. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I on mean, the phone. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here, quiet as hell, like a statue, afraid to move in my own house because I'm talking to you on a on the podcast. Yeah, I'm hearing cars go by. Sharita's yeah. got stuff coming out the microwave. Any minute, <laughs> my daughter's going to come in for me to finish pinning her homecoming dress. Like, we got a whole lot going on. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Okay. That's okay. All right. So, hey, these the folks living their lives. All right. So, Aisha. Um, Aisha is, I think she, uh, among the women, unless she just looks young, she looks like she falls on the younger end. I know that Courtney is probably the baby at 30, but Aisha looks like she's in that same age range. And it could just be because she's just a little tiny thing. I can't, I don't yeah. know if I wrote down her I, age. Well, Aisha's, Aisha's 35. The hairdresser. Courtney, A towel? Courtney okay. is 30, yeah. Courtney's oh, okay. 30. And then Aisha is the baby. Uh, I okay, think well. Shiloh, actually, actually, I think Shiloh is 33. Okay. And she's 33, so those are the three youngest. Yeah, well, on the whole, I noticed that the women, which is not, I think that it's by design, uh, probably to mm. try to get a little bit more seriousness from the men. I, on the whole, the women are younger than the men. Like it just universally, all of the men are late thirties and over. If there, if if there is a young one, it might be Cornelius, or maybe he just has a baby face. I think he isn't he Cornelius thirty three if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, I, think I think he's a little bit older, thirty five. Really? Yeah, Sean. It, well, no, I don't want you to do nothing with your phone. I'll pull it on the computer. I was getting ready to say, Sean, pull the ages. No, don't do anything with your phone. So, but Cornelius, uh, I, again, you're right. I think it, he just may have a baby face because he just has that that little smile and stuff that the that the ladies were just like, oh, look at him, you know, because he's got those teeth. You know, we love some good teeth, and he's pretty he white teeth, a, yes, ma'am. Yeah, he had a nice big smile. Yeah, that was in. I think his smile was very endearing 
to mm-hmm. um, some of the women. I they re- I, I think more than one woman remarked about his smile. He was very um, very welcoming. In fact, if he and I will get to him in a minute, but since we mentioned it earlier about people who may be here to really find somebody, I would actually put him in that category. Yes, I was thinking of him as one of the men that were serious about this. Not saying nobody else is. I think some of them come in with an open mind, but, but hey. His is, well, I'll say his genuine. was definitely obvious. Yes, some yes. of the other ones, you know, it's like, is is there something real underneath this swag or is it or is it a what you see is what you get kind of thing um let me just put it in so that we could have the ages because we all i think we all did a good job with the names but and i took notes on all of them but unless there was something that stood out to me about them i didn't necessarily um write their names okay it came right up ready to love um dc the cast okay so we said Aisha. Aisha's 37 now. Okay. Um, and, and actually, when I look at this picture, I see it a little bit. I think Aisha is one of those people, and we say this about sisters all the time. You put on the wrong wig, that joint can age you like a mug. Because yep. she's a, she, uh, she is an attractive woman, and she, you know, the body and everything is hidden. She's she's got it going on in regard to all of that. And we saw that the guys found her attractive as well. She is definitely feisty. She plays zero games. Um, looks like she's a salon owner, which we saw with that. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't surprise me with the hair because I swear we get these. It, how many times? It, and Sean, you may be out of this one for a second, but I know me and Sharita know how many times do we see salon owners and we be like, "How are you the the, the person who owns the salon <laughs> and your hair looking crazy?" Uh, yeah. Why are you a dentist with jiggy teeth? I mean, come on. So, yeah, but at any rate, um, Aisha, she's the firecracker. We saw that coming in. We saw it from her introduction. The previews gave us nothing that we didn't already see coming. Uh, everybody's pretty much on the same page with yeah. Aisha in terms of that. Um, okay, so who comes in next? Sabrina. I thought she was fabulous coming in in that orange dress to me. Oh, yeah. She, when she came in that orange dress, that was her Vernicia moment. Remember season yes. four when Vernicia walked into the garden and everybody was like, <gasps> I remember, Sean, you fell in love when Vernicia walked in the garden that time. Yeah, that's I when sure she had on that wrap dress. Sure <laughs> did. But I didn't, yeah, feel I, that same that. Way. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that same way about Sabrina. I wasn't particularly Well, you moved. know, you I thought, like... I thought uh, she was, I thought she was pretty, but I wasn't like, oh, like what she did on the TV show. I wasn't well, like you that. Well, you, you like a sister with some meat on her bones. So when Vernicia came in, she gave you everything you needed. Yes. So <laughs> Sean's like, yes, she did. <laughs> Vernicia came in and gave everybody what she needed. I mean, even the women, I remember her walking in and was like, that sister 
made an entrance. I mean, I remember, I remember the dress, everything. So oh, to yeah. me, Sabrina, for me, had that moment with, and I, you know, that's just because of the fashion. I thought that orange dress was beautiful. Um, I also noticed just in general, remember last year we talked about in Texas, everybody came like kind of in their best club freakum wear. It wasn't quite like that here for DC. I no. thought that everybody dressed uh, how what everybody wore seemed to fit their personality and it wasn't like everybody wore freakum dress just because they thought they they uh, were like oh i'm going to get a man so i gotta throw on the tightest slinkiest thing i have it seemed like everybody's attire and hair and whatever was uniquely them their like, style yeah it, it was subtle 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 and sexy was the word for the day oh i like that i like that subtle and sexy was the word for the day no I, one I like no it. one no one no one i thought was over the top everyone was subtle and sexy and which made them even more attractive because as a gentleman, you have to look a little bit deeper and harder and say, wow, I wonder what this person really is. It wasn't all the way out there. Aisha may have been the one who been the most risque, but then she's a salon owner. Yeah. You know, and then her the way she carried herself, once you kind of get away from her, her accent and her kind of rough, rough exterior language. You kind of saw that she wasn't really isn't that person. She's a really nice. I, I think oh, yeah. we'll find out find her to be a very nice person. Nice, yeah. got a soft heart. Yes, very and kind you know hearted. What? Yeah. I find even when they showed the commercial, sometimes they will play up the person going off but then when we get to see it, because of course you know they cut it and edit it because they want us to watch, right? But right. then when we see it, what we will probably find out now, I could be wrong, but in knowing more than a few Aisha's in my life, what we will probably <laughs> find out is that she is very passionate about whatever the point is that she's trying to make. Mm -hmm. and Maybe in that moment felt disrespected. And just because of the way she expresses herself, it came off, you know, where they tried to do the whole typical oh she's an aggressive uh, loud black woman type thing but i bet you when we see it we're gonna see as we get to know her she's got a lot of passion mm -hmm. and it you know and of course sometimes if if you got a lot of passion and you are a little rough around the edges that can be off-putting to people but it's not like you're a mean person you just you know, you come hard for for how you feel about stuff, and I, I think you go hard, that's the vibe I'm for lack for, of, for, the, for the lack of a better term, you go hard in the paint. You yes, yeah, you go hard. And, and that's what I'm that's what I'm getting from Aisha. I mean, she's 37. She's running a business. Um, I think she has children as well. Two children. I think she said two daughters. Yeah, yeah, two daughters. So, yeah, so mm -hmm. she, you know, she handling business. Okay, um, the next person to come in, somebody is moving around with some. Okay, Sharita, is that you? Yes, it is. I'm tired of that. <laughs> okay. Next. Man, she like to, John, to like to move around, police. <laughs> well, because you, 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 like you, 
It sounds like a chip bag. And it's, it's not me. It's the, the equipment is really oh. good. It picks it all up. And I have only, I, I've got on the big, like, studio earphones. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so whatever the equipment picks up, I hear, like, times 100. Well, we're well, 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 sorry. We're, do, we're doing the best I can to stay absolutely still while talking. But anyway, the next okay, person now. to come in, the, the next person, person to come in, you're saying? Is Tyrone. Oh, that was uh, that was the one mm. spitting bars, right? No, no. spitting bars is Lamont. <laughs> no, Tyrone was the one who spit bars. He was the one who seemed a little, you know, a little angry, a little, you know. He was, was military. He he was the one that was in the military and started trying yes. to talk um Japanese. Oh, Korean. Korean. Yes, yes, yes. He was trying yes, to talk yes, Korean yes. too. Um, Aisha and Aisha was like, I don't speak that. <laughs> Was not Aisha. No, that was Sabrina. That was Sabrina. I mean, Sabrina. Yeah, I'm going to have to defend Sabrina on something. I saw, I've seen a lot of uh, vloggers um, mention this whole thing with Sabrina. And I really think it was take, take. I'm sorry. Everyone, please excuse me. I'm having some throat issues. And of course, as always, I forgot to bring my halls in the room. I was sick yesterday, so I'm, you know, kind of still recovering here. But I love my peoples. So anyway, Sabrina, um, this came up a lot. And I know, I will preface this by saying I get where it comes from. And we also saw it last season. And I think that that also put a taste in people's mouths. A lot of times we will run into, especially in our community, especially given the issues with colorism and and all of that, that when there is a lighter skinned person, especially a woman, um, that, you know, sometimes those women lead with that because um, that being other or being um, of mixed race, like that makes them stand out, makes them special. They have the quote unquote good hair and then the guys go after them. Cause remember last season we had that vibe with- With Chrysanthemum. Um, yes, with Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Yeah, and you know, and then you'll get the women who will make sure you know that they, you know, I came from Louisiana, I'm Creole, you know, the whole red bone thing and all of that. So I think what ended up happening, and I, I saw this, and I even corrected people a couple of times on this, is that when Sabrina mentioned that she was born in Korea, she did not mention that in a way to make her seem like other. I actually, in seeing what her personality was in the special, she mentioned it in a self-deprecating, joking way to say, I was born in Korea, can you tell? As in, you look at her and it's her eyes and you see that she looks like she may be of Asian descent. So when you're, she's introducing herself, she's saying something to be like, everybody's saying something to make themselves stand out. Like the one person is like, I, you know, I'm a Leo and she's like, okay, I'm Korean. Can you tell? And she left it at that. Some people took that as her trying to make herself seem other like chrysanthemum to sort of, you know, be outside of just being a regular black girl. I didn't take it that way at all, especially when you see how she interacts. She's definitely like a down ass chick as some dudes would say. That's what I, I took from her. So just wanted to point that out. But anyway, 
So Tyrone, that came mm. up. He tried to speak Korean. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a cute moment because he was, you know, you use whatever you can use to try to connect with somebody when you're in a big group of people. So I wasn't hating on the fact that he did that. I think it made sense if it had worked. It just so <laughs> happens that it didn't. And she was she didn't fake the funk and try to pretend she knew Korean. She's like, yeah, no. So um <laughs> I, so I thought it was cute and, 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 and funny if it had worked because I'm not a Tyrone fan from the gate. That's mm. about all I can give it. But uh, it, it, I thought it was a cute moment. It was, it was definitely funny, if nothing else. Now, Tyrone, big, big, big red flags on Mr. Tyrone for me. I know Riri feels the same way. Uh, Sean and I talked about this earlier, and, and apparently he had missed it. So he was like, why are you coming down on my boy Tyrone? Mm. Well, Tyrone feels like he has done a lot of work to deal with any potential past trauma, which is very important. Uh, we all should, especially as, as African-Americans, especially. Um, and African-American men, again, especially. So he feels like he has done the work to get over past trauma in his case involving his upbringing. Unfortunately, any man who leads right out the gate in their casting special with telling all of the world or, you know, the small part of the world who watches this show, basically that their mama was was a hoe mm-hmm. is not over anything. And nope. that run, uh, ladies. Run. That gives big uh, red flag issues in terms of his anger towards women, because I don't care mm-hmm. if he went to therapy to never and, and ultimately him and his therapist decided, OK, the best thing for you is just not to F with your mom anymore. Even if that was the case. That is not something that a grown man of, let me see, 44, Lead you, with. you would know better than to say that because everybody knows that one of the main things you look at with a man is how he either treats or talks about his mama. Okay, I'm going to toss that to you, Sean, because I, I, I'm only coming at it from well, the perspective. Well. Well, I did take an opportunity to take a look at that at the casting special, and maybe he was just trying to be honest, but I think you would want to be deferential to your mom. I think or just not mention her at all. You know, I, I I just I just I just think you don't wanna come off as you just I think he should have been a little bit more fair and, and kind of kept that hit. I mean, look at remember, remember Remember uh, Richard Pryor, he wrote the movie Jojo Dance, and he talked about his mom. The dancer. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah, it, I mean, like, he could have been a little bit more kind kind to her. I don't know. Everybody kind of- Hello? Uh, I just tried to unmute him. I think, Sean, I think you may have muted yourself by accident. You there? Call coming. Then, my apologies. Okay, you there? Okay. Yeah, I think you might have been able to give us give himself a little bit more of a chance 
to yeah. see what he's to see what he's about. I, I, you know, I I like to be a little bit more open minded, especially getting a less unless. But it was hard to not. To, it's hard not to be open minded with Mister Copy and Paste. That guy, I was like, oh, they need to get rid of him all the way. He oh no, just, that's, like, he's trash. Like, what is this guy? He's trash. Yeah, get he rid of him. Yeah. Get rid of him. I mean, he's yeah. the second coming of Tyrone. Um, I mean, it's yeah. it was just Overall, bad. The guy, you know, of. I mean, Troy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he, he was Troy. He was last season's Troy. He's Troy part <laughs> deux. Um, yeah. I mean, with the Tyrone thing, obviously the women on the show, as as they are doing it. You know, obviously this was filmed a couple of months ago. They're already filming the second DC season right now. Um, Are they really already? Yes. they. Yeah, because, you know, by the time we're seeing this, it's already over except for the reunion. Uh But they are moving it quickly because, see, you all are finding out some tea from us. You know, when you listen to our show, you do find out tea. And the T is, um, well, you're going to find out some additional T when we get to another character tonight. But um, as it relates to DC in general, there's going to be two DC seasons. And the second one is already filming. So, um, but yeah, by the time we see the show is already filming, sometimes they'll save the reunion so that you get that in real time. But everything else, who the couples are, that's already done. Um, Because they need to edit it down after following these people around for weeks. So, um, and, and this show, I guess, you know, the budget, et cetera, um, it actually films very quickly. It is, um, you would think that they would do it longer considering that they don't live in the house together. But my understanding it is, is that it's only over the course of about four weeks tops. So it's, oh, it's wow. not, okay. yeah, weeks. it's not very long. Yes. It's only about four weeks. So it's, it's not very long. Um, so there is a lot, if there are true connections made, a lot of that is dependent on people connecting behind the scenes because obviously they don't live in a house together, which I would like to see them do. Even if not, I know with people this age, it's not like those other shows where they could just leave their whole lives. Most of those people don't have kids and all of that where they can go and live in the house together. Now you get black folks, especially of a certain age, most of them are going to have families. And then at this age, they also have businesses and stuff. So it's probably going to be harder to convince them to go and like live together for a period of time. But even if they could do it on the weekends, I think they would still get a little, We it, it would still be a little bit more, um, it would be more interesting. But anyway, back to um, the folks. So, all right, Walter. Walter came in. Sabrina was feeling him from the jump. We saw that. Um, later on, which we'll get into, we saw them talking and really connecting, but at least initially, it seemed like from the minute they came, he came in, she and he saw each other, and and they both said it like they saw each other, and it was like one of those moments that you see on like a romantic movie, um, which which was kind of cute. I'm just concerned about him. Okay, is somebody asleep? I'm wide nope. awake. Okay, wide I'm one. I was like, what is that noise? So anyway, <laughs> okay, next, we. I feel like a teacher. Okay, next we have, uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, so somebody help me. Is it Ticia? 
Tissia, yes. Tissia. Or Tissia. Yes, Tissia. That's it. Okay. She is from Chicago. Um, very pretty girl. She, oh, she's actually young. She is a uh, thirty-three. Um, yeah, she's young, young and acts act, acts like it. Immature. Uh, yes, that makes immature sense. Immature and able. Just, just you know, I was kind of rooting for because I like the thickums, but uh, you know. <laughs> See the thing. The thing with yeah. Ticia and her, I think you know because I know that this show got a lot of flack with the whole thing with with the thicker girls because of what happened last season. But I think as we discussed as that season went on, um, you while she may be a comedian and cool and whatever in real life, and I've actually seen her in other interviews with some other vloggers and, and podcasts, and you definitely see more of her personality. I think when she was on this show, she got very bad coaching from whomever helped her, whether it was one of her girlfriends or whatever, whatever, because they put her in the tight outfits and the wigs and whatever, and she came off as not comfortable in her own skin. Um, and so that was my, my ultimate takeaway with her. Whereas Tasia is, you know, is definitely not that person. You can tell that when she wants to get a date, she gets a date. She is very comfortable with who she is and whatever. If there's but the she's only not, but she didn't. She may want that, but if she didn't come off with the rejection very well. Well, no, and, and that's oh, what I mean. yeah. and, and, and and I thought and I thought that was weak. I see you. Got, I mean. How many well, no, times have I, men? How, how many times? Wait a minute. I agree with Excuse you. me. Do you, uh, yeah. No, no, how many good. times? Yeah. How many times men in the club? You give your number out. You collect a number from someone, and it doesn't. And it doesn't pan you. out. Yeah. And sometimes people take numbers just to be nice. They have no intention of calling. But she just. I gave out four numbers. I can't believe I was on the chopping block. Well, but you didn't get chopped. Yeah, I, I I was gonna say that she played herself with that because yeah, with, and and that to me is now putting it into perspective where we see her age because with all due respect to her and I don't say this with you know with any malintent at all because I'm looking at a picture of her we saw on the show she's a gorgeous woman but she looked a little older to me not like old I just put her I just assumed that she was like maybe in her late later 30s like some of the other women I would not have thought that she was 33 until we get to the end and we put her age with how she acted. But then again, I can't even really say that because 33 years old, you ain't no damn baby. Nope. You, no, you're not. You're you don't get not. no, I mean, now no, if she no, was 23, 25, whatever, but really 33, you a grown ass woman. Nah, yeah, she should have, she should have figured that out. That was, I mean, as soon as she, as soon as she said that and like, and you heard her say, "Let's get the fuck." I'm getting the fuck out of here. I like all oh, you. Yeah, no, she. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you know I, I, right that at that moment, at that moment, I rooted it. I started to root against her, and you know, maybe I'll change and, my mind. But do you we know, think maybe seem. with her? And I'll, I'll I'll put this question to both of you. Do we think that maybe, or do you think that maybe she has some false bravado? Like you know, she she came in like I'm all that. I'm I'm because remember, even in the casting special, she was like, you know, I'm trying to. What did she say? I can tell you right now. She said, um, like uh, I like manly men. 
with thick, coarse facial hair. I like a medium ugly. Um, what else did she say? Because she was saying that if treat you bad. Now that was funny. I love the medium ugly thing. She says she wants a provider, an alpha male, a leader. She wants to be spoiled. So I think that she comes with a lot of bravado. Like she has all that going on, but and and I think that because of her looks, because she is attractive, she's got the body. I think she does get the attention, but she may not be actually locking down the relationship. So she she's she's got a lot of bravado, but she's insecure. The bravado, yes, the bravado mass insecurity, and yep. then when you get when you get the guy like a an alpha male type of guy, and he figures that he figures it out either he's gonna be either he's gonna take advantage of it, which mean which turns him into pretty much like for lack of a term, better a, a dog, but he's just taking advantage of an opportunity, or he realizes you know what this person underneath all of that is gonna be a little crazy, a little needy, and do I want that when I do I want that type of headache when I'm out here on my grind? I don't need it. Yeah, it's it's interesting and and it could be uh it according to her bio, she's a tech startup founder. Maybe she um part of the immaturity is that she uh may be very smart, spent most of her 20s and time out of college like being on her grind, creating her company or whatever, and didn't actually take the time to be in relationships and, and grow in relationship maturity. She, if she sticks around, she's gonna be it, she's gonna be interesting to watch and see what happens with her. But yes, I found that very off putting as well. Um, next is Carrie. I, I thought she was cool. I don't really have much to say about her. I thought she was cool. I love the way that she was the one that pretty much uncovered Corey's situation. Remember, it was Carrie that pretty much was like, wait a minute, bruh. You know, what's up with that? I thought that was cool as hell. She was just like, wait a minute, didn't you just ask her? Exactly. Her? Yeah, exactly. 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 She I, was I loved funny. it when she said that. Because I loved it when she said when she did that. Because I was like, come on, dude, you 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 embarrassed. Didn't you see the didn't you see the other season? <laughs> Did you see yeah, how yeah. that worked with the other guy talking about with Troy like, taking yep. trips? Come on, man! Don't don't. I mean, you. And, I picked that up when he said he went on a hundred dates in the last oh, twelve trash. last year. I said, I want to say, well, damn, brother, you must be broke because exactly. if you're trying to date women like this, you you them, them dates cost at least at least hundred fifty, hundred fifty. You know. And Especially since yeah. he trying to act like he all that, you know he ain't gonna do yeah, shit. That, that, that's almost ten. That's stuff. almost ten thousand dollars. That's almost ten thousand dollars in first dates, man. I ain't got ten thousand dollars in first date money. <laughs> <laughs> that shit got to pan out. That shit got to pan out. Okay, so Frank calls himself a socialite, says he wants a beautiful woman. I I have met many Franks. I know, Sharita, you've met many Franks. Uh, Sean, you've probably met some Franks that has some bros that have some Frank in them. I was like, to me... Well, what do you mean? He, what, what is it? What is, what is Frank? To me, is, Frank is, is going to have to prove that he's not a player to me. To me, with him, I you know, I'm a socialite. I want a beautiful lady. You know, he trying to give him that DJ voice. I was like, mm. Frank is the one that was talking to Aisha and Libby at the same time and pretty much just yes. kind of 
Yeah, I I was like Frank to me was doing too much. I was like, mm, oh, I don't think he was think? doing too much. I think he was being confident and 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 secure in his spot. I I was just okay. You know, I mean, I didn't get well, one no, way Well, no, and that's why I'm asking you. I, you know, I just, I don't. If, I, Frank is, he's getting my my side eye. I'm, I'm watching Frank. I don't know, Sharita, where, where do you fall on Frank? He's one of the um, bearded mofo's. It's hard to tell which one he is. No, I remember which one Frank is. Um, uh, yeah, because he was the. I have a the one with the voice. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Sharita, do you think he's like divine masculinity? That bullshit. Are <laughs> <laughs> you saying he's like uh, my divine masculinity? I was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't get that impression. I got I a look, get I, I get an impression that he is very full of himself. Yes. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's full of himself or if it's confident, which some people can confidence can be too confident. And I give credit; he's a good-looking guy, but he just. That swag was a little too much for me. I yeah, didn't I'd care to, for it too much. Yeah, I gotta watch him. Yeah, he's on the fence with me right now, and it might have been that I'm coming in the door trying to, like that that. Well, no, I'm trying to think of last season who came in the door. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, that made it to the end. Uh, oh, the one that um, was, the, the one that was between uh, the newscaster yes. lady and the lawyer. Yes, between yes. Alexis Scott. Yes. yes. Yeah, he came in with that same like I'm a good looking guy and I know it. Which mm-hmm. I'm not mad at anybody that uh-huh. has confidence, but his yeah, was it like that borderline. Mad. It was just a little something mm-hmm. borderline confidence, yeah, but it was a little bit confidence or cock like. And that's not even cocky. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. A, it, was a, it was a little. It was, it was a little. It was a little cocky. It was a little cocky. It was a, it was it was a little, little over swag. Um, it was over swag. Yeah, over swag, a little overkill. Yeah. And then, the, over the, and then the, the two tight suit, man. I just can't with them damn <laughs> oh, tight ass the tight, pants. I can't get with the tight ass suits. I can't get with Oh, that. it's the worst. Okay. Now, who had the two tight suit? He Frank had, tight had on the tight suit. Yeah. I have to really when, think he was, when he was sitting with the two of them, I was like, bro, can you breathe? Yeah. Exactly. I, I, mm-hmm. I just can't get with that tight suit look. There's just something about it. Just, I don't know. But hey, what is me? It is what it is. Courtney, she is 30. Um, I love the big hair. All the men yes. love the big hair. Um, she's a Leo. Uh I I just I liked uh I liked her energy. I like the yes. fact that she seemed to like everything about her from the hair to whatever. Um the energy now. Sean and I talked a lot about Courtney uh, offline because uh, he found her like that. You know, talking about being a boss to be a bit off-putting. Um, well, Sean, you tell it, and then I'll and then I'll relay what I, I said just to you I morning. just yeah her her tone and manner was very dictatorial, and I kind of get the impression that. When she tries to do that, it'll turn off a guy. It'll turn somebody off because if you're going to be that way, you also have to understand there's a give and take. You have to be able to follow as well as lead. And it, it take, that takes a delicate dance. And then when she says she was a Leo, I'm not really big into the whole astrology sign thing. I respect it. I get it. But there's some people who really kind of buy into that 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 their sign 
And when they say, I'm a Leo, and I want to say, all right, so that means you want to be on stage all the time. And I might have some PTSD because my ex-wife was a Leo, too. Well, you know, and you're talking to talking two, two big Leos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> two Leos with huge Leo energy. Energy. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I, exactly. I'm like, hmm. You know, I mean, like, you know, I'm you, sorry, you, we hurt you. You, you got a phone. You got, you know, you got to, you got to make it known that you're in the room. All right, well, fine. But when it's time to stand down, can you stand down? And if you can't, if you can't, and you got a gentleman, a, a man, a gentleman who's strong in his spot, and he's standing, and you don't stand down, it's gonna cause, it's gonna cause conflict, especially if it happens too many times. And a real gentleman, he's gonna like a look. I'm gonna be who I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be responsible. If you can't realize this is your this is your time to stand down, I'm walking. Because most of the time he's gonna let you stand tall because he don't really want to be in that spotlight. You know it's all right. But there are going to be times when he's gonna be like, okay, this is my show to run. I need you to step back. And if you don't, after a while he's gonna get he's gonna be like, oh, I'm not gonna deal with this hassle. I, you know I can handle mine. So. She says, and then the other thing I that, that I thought, you know, the other thing is I can appreciate and I applaud her, but also it's a, it's a red flag for me is that I would say a yellow flag is she was 25. She had the baby. She realized that she's getting older. She's not the same person anymore. But usually sometimes those women throw so much of themselves into their kids, which I don't have a problem with, but they forget about themselves. And the next thing you know, it's 15 to 16 years later, and they've lost a lot of opportunity because they say, I want to put everything into my kids. Those are the type of kids, those are the type of mothers, I think, that go out and buy their three-year-old son Timberland boots who don't need Timberland boots. Well, I, I now, and I, so this is the thing I, I said to you earlier. She's 30, that generation because she, because now millennials are 40. So she's actually barely a millennial. She might be, because the generations go in what, like 12, 13 year spurts? So she's mm-hmm. kind of 15, on the cusp. Actually, 15 year spurts. 15. Okay. So she's a, she's uh, on the younger end of, of millennials. From, I would say, 40 on down, the way that they use, especially the 30 and under crew. Because that's who you're seeing now a lot on IG and stuff like that. What they define, excuse me, as boss is very different from the way that we view it in terms of when we say, you know, I'm a boss, there's a whole lot that comes with it. And a lot of it plays into what your concerns were. When that group says it, pretty much they consider themselves a boss just from getting up in the morning. They consider themselves a boss because they managed to, because, you know, they got a $900 weave, got into the NBA playoffs and, and maybe got into the VIP with a baller for the evening. You know, the, so the definition of boss is real different right about now. Sharita, am, am I, 
you, uh, am I flowing in the right direction from what oh, you've been you're, saying? Oh, you're so hot right now on that, yes. And 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 so everything out there, because I know you, you don't really, because Sean is our resident, uh, so just in case you all are like, why are y'all talking to Sean like that? Sean hates social media, so he doesn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, because, you know, our audience is getting to know us. So you so now you're, you're feeling out the personalities. So they, so that whole boss thing, everything is about being a boss. In fact, I get tired of hearing about somebody being a boss right up there with people using the term gaslighting, but none of them actually know the definition of it. So it is, so I, so we have to remember her age. So that's, so that's why I would give her a little bit of wiggle room with that whole, you know, I'm a boss and Leo thing because her age. The other thing um, I do, uh, I absolutely, especially as a mother, um, get, get what you're saying about the women really diving so deep into child rearing that uh, to the exclusion of all else, in fact, is not even just uh, potentially problematic in um, with single women, because as we know, that could even cause issues in a marriage. But I would say kind of the same thing that I say in a marriage, but even more so for single women, some of that also, um, that some of that comes into play, um, what's the way I'm trying to say? Some of the issue with that is how involved and engaged, without going down a rabbit hole on this, but just to put it out there, how involved and engaged the child's father um, because mm -hmm. this is a mother or a father in this situation, even if it's a man that's raising their children by themselves, how involved or engaged is the other parent in terms of lifting that load? Because remember, part of her story was that the person she was with was not ready to grow up and realized that they needed to be parents as opposed to her still being out in them streets. So I think that that was really more so what she was trying to convey when she was saying, you know, I had to grow up and what have you. I don't know if it's a 1000% focus 24 seven on the child because quite frankly, if she was that type of person, she probably wouldn't have come on a show like this. So I think that with while I get what you're saying and I agree 100% that that happens, I think with Courtney, she probably only told that story to kind of let us know why her and the baby daddy aren't together. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean that's I cool. I get. I mean, like, I, I, like I said, it's early in the show. I give it yeah. to you. That's like anybody else. There's yellow and red flags. Men have red, red, red yellow, and red flags. No, I she agree. Gave it's me, she, she, gave me, she gave me. She gave me. She gave me a yellow flag, but she didn't give me anything that was a deal breaker. But yeah. I know for somebody like like me with her, I would have it. It would it would come to a uh, it would come to a it, well, it, it, you'd be all, quick to know you'd be quick to know where your line is. Well, first of all, as as your girls, me and Sharita would jump in and say, "You getting a flag anyway because she's too damn young for you." <laughs> yeah, well, that's, she's 20 yeah I, i'm not I, I don't want any more kids so yeah that's right 
Yeah. So, because even, because remember, even if she not trying to have no baby, she coming with a five-year-old, so you got a baby anyway. Exactly. So a good man is, you know, because you're a good dude, that's why we like you, you wouldn't be dissing somebody's baby, which means you would have a baby if you were her. Now, oh, I mean, that's that 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 goes without a doubt. I mean, like the baby is part of her, so I yeah. I agree with her like that. A twenty five year old Courtney is not the same thirty year old Courtney with a baby, so I like when she said that. I like when I like when she said that. I'm just leery of where it can go. Oh, I agree. Now, Corey, I mean, do what we um, we got to it. Tyrone Part Two. I mean, I'm sorry, I keep saying yeah, Tyrone Corey, Troy. Yeah, Corey, Part Corey two. just just. Corey got the looks. All he needed to do was I mean, be cool but does and he smile. Have the looks? Whole... I mean, not Corey, really. Corey looked like Bugs abs. from the Cosby Show. He got the abs, is what he has. It's not the looks. He has the abs. But... He's got abs because Corey looks like a grown-up Bud from the Cosby Show. There's a little bit of corniness to him, and I'm not saying corny. Some women like a good corny man. I don't know. <laughs> you know who else he looks like? He looks like Tony Rock. Chris Rock's brother. Yes. Because he's not bad looking. He's not bad looking guy. He's not bad looking guy. It's just his when he opens his mouth, it takes away from his look. Yeah, exactly. When he opened his mouth, when he said copy paste, paste, 100 dates in 12 months, I said, bro, I don't even have time for that, man. Yeah, when he said he got all the sixes, a six-figure six-pack, and I don't remember the other six, but I don't even Yeah, care. it turned me off, like, already, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to date him. You know who Corey <laughs> is? Because you could tell, because you could tell that his build has been kind of slim. He just has a six-pack. Corey was probably, like, a little skinny, funny-looking kid coming up or whatever, really didn't get any dates or whatever. Then once he started working out, he got taller because he's six feet tall. He probably ain't hit his growth spurt till he got to college. Or even if he was tall before then, he was like tall, lanky, skinny. Because he's kind of lanky now. He just has the six-pack. So Corey didn't get no dates. And now that he's older, he's got the business. He's making little money. got the six-pack. He's gone way in the opposite direction and overcompensating yes Mm -hmm. and part of what tells me that is the fact that he has all has because Corey's actions and the words coming out his mouth you would think that we were talking about a 25 26 exactly that's why i don't care for him he's 40 that's why it turned me off oh because I'm like, God. he's too old to be talking like this. He's too he's too old. He too is old. 40. I'm like, oh my God, how are you 40? And this is what you putting down. Yeah, that, that I mean, just the mere fact that his age, <laughs> like, I'm like, what are you doing? Okay, so we have next, um, and he liked Courtney, but then again, that was my initial notes because as as I go through my notes, he liked every damn body. Next, um, we had, we didn't see them come in, but we did see them talking, Cornelius and Camille, or yeah, so Camille, C-A-M-I-L. So there is, so there is a Camille. You and I were talking about this earlier because he was, I was, uh, Sean was like, who's Camille? I said, there's a Camille, but we were both spelling it wrong. I have the name written down, but I don't remember anything about her. I have it blank next to her. I don't either. Camille, 
and Moomin to me look alike. It, I mean, even when oh, you look at their I picture, remember Camille. Yes. Even when you look at their picture on the screen, um, like I'm looking at the cast photos from the website, they look like they could be sisters. They just have on the cast pictures have different wigs, but on the show, they actually both had similar like long fluffy wigs. So they are very similar right down to skin tone. Um, I remember Camille now. Yes. Camille is the one who said uh, she really liked Cornelius. Um, actually, so did Courtney, because I, I have in my mm-hmm. notes, Courtney said Cornelius was a Southern gentleman. Um, and, uh, you know, she talked to him about, uh, you know, why, because he was asking her very good questions, like why did her last relationship end or whatever. That also made me think, okay, he's trying to find out real information. I like that. Um, but Camille really liked him because that's the one she started saying that was her boyfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. She said, that's my boyfriend. We're going to have kids. Yeah. So yeah. I was yeah. I was like, okay, girl, um, claim it. Name it and claim it. Name it and claim it. Okay. Hey, you never know. <laughs> For all we know, we could get to the end of this show and Cornelius was that the one, Camille, Camille, is she the one, is she the one? Is she the one who's the teacher? Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. Yes, because you kept calling her Hazel. Why did you keep calling this woman Hazel? <laughs> well, she said her name was Miss Hazel, didn't she? No, girl. Oh, oh my God, Sharita Sean has been telling me for three days there was somebody on this show named Hazel. Had me thinking I was losing my mind. <laughs> so it was Camille. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too impressed with her. I can't remember if it's Camille or Mumon uh, who said the thing about being engaged uh, three times. Three and, times. Oh. And being a black widow. Is that Mumon or is that Camille? I think that's Mumon. That's... Cause... Was, was that Camille? I can't imagine. I thought that was Camille. No, let me think. See, it that's was, what I'm saying. Camille. They look it alike. Was, it was Camille. It was Camille. It was Camille that said that. And was proud the of it. She's like dark skin, the dark skin. Yes, brown skin. Yep. She's now, yep. She that's that's that says she, like, I don't know how many rings you got, but I don't know three. how many rings Michael Jack, three. Jack okay. Jordan has, but but I have three. I'm like, well, then you should have given back. Well, and to me, it's not even a matter of whether or not you get them back. It is how it it is concerning to me that you were in relationships that got all the way to engagements and saying yes three different times. One time, maybe, because anything can happen. Twice, well, you've just got really shitty luck. But three times, now I'm looking at you. Because like I said, I may even give you twice because I know someone who uh, they literally got to the week before the wedding and the, and she called it off. And then the second time, like the person did something like really ignorant. But, okay. um, you know, but if it happened to her a third time, I mean, I love her, but I would have been looking at her crazy, too. So <laughs> like, what, now, exactly. what are you doing? Like there's something you're not telling me. Sis. Or you're you you realize they're not quality from the start, but they offer you a ring and you just say yes every exactly. time. Exactly. And I think exactly. that that's exactly. and, and, and that's exactly. where you gotta wonder because then you're getting into like uh, a sociopathic kind of 
ego thing where it's like this woman uh, who wants people to be ensnared by her. And if this is the same woman if uh, who called herself a black widow, then mm-hmm. that is exactly what the issue is. You are allowing these relationships to go all the way to um, potential marriage because you like the idea that someone is so in love with you that they would want to spend their life with you and buy you a ring and prepare a house and all the other things that I would hope you're dealing with somebody would come along with marrying someone just so that you could say you got somebody to that point and then dump them. That's, that, that is sick that's yes, yes. something is wrong with you and the fact that you're mm. proud of that so much so that you would call yourself a black widow is very problematic because as a teacher you should know that uh, black widows eat their male counterparts that is not something i'd want somebody to to call me no, I, I wouldn't either. I didn't. I wasn't impressed when she said that. Yeah, that's why I'm not really a fan of hers either. Like, I don't, I'm not saying she's not there to love. I don't think she's there to love. No, she, remember, she's even Tommy there even just asked. To be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tommy even asked about it, and you saw um, what's her name was trying to be very nice about, like, well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no there, she's just there, whatever. Um, Moomin, I don't have her anything about her really in my notes, but bottom line is she's a singer. She has been heavily promoting the show on her Facebook page. I am going to, I'm going to reach out to her, see about um, having her on the show. I would definitely like her take again, because honestly there, her and Camille look so much alike. And we saw so much of Camille with Cornelius. I didn't really get a sense of who she connected with. If anybody, um, I, I just, did you all see she talking to connected? I think wasn't she talking to Frank the beverage guy at one time? No. She may have been and when the men talked about who they liked, she was in the list of people they liked. They liked Sabrina, they liked her. Um uh they they liked her, they liked Camille, Dante liked everybody. Um yeah. so I think Dante is the one who mentioned her. Um Frank and Tyrone said they weren't feeling Libba. Um the little was thing, too much. Little was much. a lot. I don't she was know. Too much. I don't know if she was like that with everybody, but she. But it didn't come off well with Frank. I was. I. It was unfortunate because the two men who I liked the least were the two who had the most to say about her. So it kind of sucked because even though I wasn't necessarily, I was a little uncomfortable for her. I'll tell you with Libba, I got a lot of secondhand embarrassment. Like when she was sitting there with, um, what's his name? When she was over there with Frank and Aisha, I got some secondhand embarrassment because it was like, 
I felt like she was trying too hard to be yes. a part of their conversation and she wasn't picking up on the vibe that they didn't want her there. And I think, and, and I think she's, you know, first of all, her picture online, she's very beautiful. I, I, she, oh, she's beautiful. She's, mm-hmm. she's much better looking than she looked at that event. I think when we saw her, it was dark. The lighting wasn't great. Um, but right. this woman's got it going on. I mean, she's five foot nine, so she's actually tall. She's 5'9", she's 44, which she looks good, body is great, you know, black women, we, you know, right. she looks great. And she's actually a professor of marketing at Bowie State, so... Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so she's, you know, she's got it going on, she'll be okay, if nothing else, hopefully some people saw her on the show to build up her, if she's on Instagram stuff, maybe, you know, some dudes slide in her DM, she'll be alright. Because um, I actually think that... She, yeah, I actually think that she was here to meet somebody. That's why she was trying so hard. Someone mm-hmm. like her, a professor at her age, she knows, especially since she's a marketing professor, she understands media and all of that. So she knows the implications of how she could make herself look and how something like this could negatively impact her career if she doesn't come off very well going on something like a reality show. Um, So to me, for her to take that kind of risk, given her career, she wanted to find somebody. She wasn't messing around. So I I think, you know, hopefully this will... Yeah, so I think she, because she would know better than anybody being in marketing that this, going on a show like this could go very wrong for her. Exactly. Oh, definitely. Exactly. Um, so, all right. So, I th- so she'll be good. Sad to see her go, but it was, I got a little secondhand embarrassment watching her um, try to go after Frank, and I don't even think that he is on her level. So, um Let's see, because we're going to wrap it up. Uh, just two quick things before we wrap, because we already mm-hmm. know who was going home, and it was kind of obvious. Um, Sabrina and Walter bonding. Um, I'm concerned because while I think Sabrina was 100% sincere, and I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that she cried. I just felt like she was sincere. There just mm-hmm. didn't seem to be anything about what she was talking about that was insincere because the what she is dealing with is serious stuff. Um, Sean, you were a caregiver exactly. for your mom, so you know, and, and you're a caregiver now for your dad, so you know this is serious stuff. She's a caregiver exactly. for two parents, and she has an eight-year-old. She is not only a single mom, but we can probably, it's safe to assume, based yeah. on the circumstances of her situation, she is a full single mom in terms of the dude possibly not being involved because remember her story was she found out homie was married so she is straight up single mom by herself and dealing with the parents so um, so I don't get the impression that she was putting on when she cried or whatever she's carrying some weight and so I'm concerned for her because I don't know if I'm buying all this sincerity from Walter. I feel like he's this season's Joel. I was going to say that. (laughs) He's leading with that whole situation. And it, it is unfortunate, but I have to 
draw attention to the fact that Walter is 46 years old. His wife died when he was 28. In 2002. Yes, there has been 18 years of him not being in relationships and claiming he came close but didn't pull the trigger. I am concerned that there's two issues with Walter. One, he has a pattern as it relates to commitment because remember, he was with the wife for nine years, only Only married. A year and a half of which they were married. Married. Yep. So now, granted, most of that time. And they met in college. So it wasn't like you met her in high school and it was all those years. They met in college. So he dated her many years post college. You basically did what a lot of people do. You wasted her entire 20s. Walter was was honorable, but there is some questions. But unfortunately, ladies, I'm going to have to, because I have to go take care. I am a caretaker. I need to go take care of my dad. Okay. Well, you go ahead. She and I will wrap up. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, now everybody, we got to give our boy Sean some applause. Okay, we're we're sad to see him Uh go. So, uh Uh oh. Can you kick me out? Can you kick me out? Okay, yes. Okay, but we got to clap for you. Okay, bye, Sean. Bye bye. Bye, Sean. Can they hear the applause? There you go. Anyway, um, yeah, so the Walter thing I'm concerned about and it concerns me with her because I feel like even though she comes off as like, you know, when she talked about no small penises and da da da, it turns out she's she's got more substance than that. And if she truly is here for the right reasons, because, you know, we, we still, even though we like her for all, we know she pulling the wool over our eyes. But right now, if we were to go at face value with what we have seen, she seems like a fun person, but also sincere. And if that's the case, and she hitches her wagon to Walter, and Walter proves our suspicions true. I mm, I feel bad about that. So hopefully, Bernicia and Joel all over Joel again, part two. Again. Because again, Walter's gonna be that dude that unless somebody peeps his game early. They're gonna they're gonna defer to him and give him all this respect and this and that because he's the do gooder, he's the the widower who also took care of his mom and his mom died in his arms and this and that and the third. So just like with Joel, they're gonna defer to him as the big brother, the good guy, whatever, whatever. So whichever woman he chooses, just like Vernicia, what are they gonna do? They're gonna have hands off, and then that woman is going to be pigeonholed because then if the situation don't work out, all her eggs are in one basket. Now, it looks like Sabrina did have conversations with, let me look at my notes, um, because somebody else talked to her initially. Sabrina, okay, I had that Sabrina Walter. I think Cornelius, like, well, Cornelius mentioned Courtney and Camille in particular, and both of them did like him because uh, Courtney really liked him. And then, of course, we know that Camille feels like he, her next baby daddy. So I think Cornelius is going to be fine for a while, although 
I didn't have a chance to get to this. I mentioned it to Sean. He had a fit. But I got to say, on every single vlogger, and I'm talking one behind the other, some of my favorites that I follow on YouTube. Eventually, guys, I'm going to give you a list of some of the people I love. Um, Got the same vibe. Me and you got Sharita with Cornelia. Oh, you did it? You picked he, up one when I said, ha mm -hmm. Go ahead. he was giving me um, church boy deliver. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, I thought it was me when I was like, how do we feel about him? And I just gave the eyes like, I'm going to see how she feels. No. That's the okay, so everybody else got that same. Okay. And I, when I tell you, oh. the vibe was universal. Okay. I mean, I, mm -hmm. if I if I look because I when if I listen to five people, I'm trying to think. I listen to one, two, let's see, Andy, Jaylee. Um, I listen to five different people over the course of the past three days, and out of five, four of them mentioned it, and the one person who didn't mention it, people in her comments were mentioning it. So, I. Maybe I don't it's just a smile. I don't maybe know. Maybe because he's just, he's a mama's boy. Because he, you heard him kept on references, my mama, my mama. Yeah. He's a mama's boy, maybe. And maybe the mama's boy is what and, it and, is. And I don't know. I think you add that with the church thing. I think a lot of yes. sisters are gun shy with that because there's a lot of hiding that happens um, in, in the, the church. church. And um, but he does seem like a nice guy. And so we going to leave it like that. And if anybody else is picking up what's being put down, then he, then so be it. But we going to leave it at that. Um, the uh, but anyway, the last thing uh, we know, Corey, just just uh, we just going to leave him alone. I'm hoping that Corey. They that they only kept him around just to add a little bit of drama for drama. Next mm -hmm. I mean the same thing with Troy. Um, unlike other people, I don't because a lot of people um, uh, complained that they do a first night dismissal, like the first impression dismissal. Again, I think, especially based on the ages of a lot of the other people that review this show um, that are in a different age demographic than me, you, Sean, and Hope, we are actually among the many reviewers that review this show, we are one of the few that are actually in the age demographic of the people on this show. And so I think uh, we have a better understanding of this, of the notion that you only have one chance to make a first impression. Exactly. When you are, when you are in a club or you are, you go to even an event like this, you go to a garden party, you go to a mixer, hell, it could even be a mixer at your church. You go to an event, you don't have all day and all night to uh, get to know people. You make um, decisions and impressions and yes, mentally dismiss people. Now on the show, they physically dismiss people, but there's no difference. If you mentally dismiss somebody, it's the same thing. You, you no longer pay attention to the fact that they're in the room. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mentally dismiss people, male and female, when I walk into a room and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to be over here with this group of people and that group of people. I, 
I'm not going to be interacting with. I mean, I, hi and bye, but that's not who I'm going to be hanging with for the evening. Um, but Miss people know, went to a homecoming and missed a whole group of people. Like, how did I miss you? Because I didn't mix and mingle. I found my, I found my you people, found your tribe, my tribe. Yeah. I stayed with my tribe. <laughs> but even if you're going somewhere to uh, to actually mix and mingle for these purposes, even on The Bachelor, they they get rid of a group of people on the first night. They do a first yep. impression rose and then they do one later. That to me is more realistic. Again, I think when you're dealing with a generation younger, they are so bad at communicating with one another that they have a hard time fathoming the notion of being in a room and talking to people, actually using your mouth and having conversations with people and weeding them out because that's not something that they do very well. Everything is texting and swipes and all of this stuff. So the notion that you could actually spend time in a room and get to know someone and then decide whether or not they work for you is not, I, I don't think that that's something that they really understand. Um, and, uh, and so I think that feeds into this idea that you need so much more time. Really, you don't. Even if all of these people stayed until the next day. Do we think that it would have made a difference between with Lamont and Libby being the ones that got sent home? I don't think so. I picked out Lamont and Libby as being the ones that get sent home about 20 minutes into the episode. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw Lamont standing there in his two big suits seeming uncomfortable, when my 22-year-old walked into the room and was like, yeah, he seems kind of uncomfortable in his own skin. I mean, we're talking about a man who, how old is Lamont? 44 years old, and he's rocking back and forth. And like, uh, uh I was like, he's out of here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's out. Um, and, and, you know, it could be, let's see, he does cybersecurity. So he may be a little nerdy. He may not be um, the type that does well in social situations generally. I, I could see that that could possibly be um, an issue. I'm um, looking at the stuff he said. Um, he was married previously. He said his wife cheated. He says he's good with a strong woman. He does spoken word on his spare time. So, I mean, he seems like an interesting guy. Uh, I just think that he just kind of didn't fit the vibe of this room. Oh, um, no. There, he, this was a room full of um, sort of Rico Suave wannabes. And the ones who were not on the Rico Suave tip had some like a, a, a whole other little swag that the ladies like. Like Phil wasn't on that suave tip like some of the other dudes, but he still kind of had the same look that the other men did. So he still sort of fit in with that group. Naeem, of course, was, you know, mm. coming with his whole like little borderline hotep vibe or whatever. So he had like a thing as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not impressed with Naeem. All, I agree no. with, um, what's her name? Uh, old girl from last season. What's, what's, you know, the one who was on the casting special. Um, oh, yes. Um, oh, my God. 
Yeah, the one who, okay. who was with Jason, but I agree Liz, with her. Liz, Liz. Yeah. I agree with Liz that he's saying he has all this stuff. He wants Caribbean, highly melanated, no makeup, natural hair, whatever, whatever. He going to be standing there doing the same thing, talking to people with makeup and weaves and, and, and hooker dresses like everybody else. Because what the hell do you think you're going to get on this show? Exactly. Like, I mean, you're on TV. You really think that's how everybody going to be coming? Come on, man. Anyway, um, like your beard doesn't even match your mustache. Whatever. So um, <laughs> ain't nobody paying attention to you, Naeem. Uh, it looks like he he did uh, have some... He was talking to somebody. I can't remember, but he, he seemed to have some kind of... And she actually was really feeling Naeem. Wasn't it the... Um... The um oh the intimacy coach Shiloh was talking yes. to Naeem. Shiloh, was she was she, talking she was to Naeem. Naeem. She was because really in him. fact yeah. Shiloh was talking to that's the one who was having the conversation with Lamont when we noticed how he was kind of uncomfortable uh, rocking back and forth. And again, that's precisely my point. Not only does Shiloh have a weave, but Shiloh's weave is horrific, and she mm -hmm. is a beautiful woman but that on top of her head looks like a crocheted mess um mm -hmm. i felt like i could even see where it was crocheted in like i i'm going to need her to do better dc may may not represent for the clothes is not necessarily a fashion town but usually they can get the hair together and i'm going to need her to do better especially since most of these women are from maryland anyway so and we know that they can get they can do hair so she needs to get that together um so yeah naeem uh, whatever i'm not looking for him to stick around people that i think will stick around because i think that's where we are everybody already knows if you watch the show if you didn't you already know that um lamont and libby went home i called that i think you called it as well um Carrington, we didn't mention. Carrington will probably be around a bit because I think he's got the he's got the gift of gab, and again, it, they seem to be vibing with the whole beard look. Um, we already know Carrington is on some some mess. He's called a marketing firm CEO six three. He's actually younger than he looks. He's thirty three, which surprises me. Um, Carrington, just in terms of T. Carrington's ex uh, uh, put him out on Front Street with some allegations that are not shocking based on, you know, this just being the dating ghetto. Um, if I'm talking about the, the DMV uh, and, um, you know, and it is is just a mess in terms of the stuff that she said. But not surprising. He did. I don't recall him mentioning that he has children in his in the casting special, but he does. And um, marketing CEO and club promoter, we know what that is. That's the dude that uh, tries to get people to buy tables at the club. Like, uh, Karen, can we see you? So Exactly. So when she said, when she claimed, and again, this is an allegation from the ex, that the owner of one of the clubs, and it's one of the ones we went to when you were here, that the owner of one of the clubs in D.C., who's a friend of his, paid some back child support for him. Well, that would make sense if he's one of his promoters. But again, this that's an allegation. We don't know if that's true. Um, speaking of some quick 
tea uh, before we get into some quick predictions. Other quick tea is um, that Liz and Jason broke up. That pretty much was revealed, damn, like within days of the casting special. Uh, they stopped following each other on Instagram and all of that, which we know is a big clue nowadays that people aren't together. Mm-hmm. Um, and aren't posting pictures together and and neither one of them come out and said it but uh i think jason in particular gave a statement that pretty much let you know that's what was going on so you know we get it um and and of course how about on his bio now and it's not shocking you know what his bio is listing now right actor so oh yeah we knew. I mean, uh, I never thought that they matched to begin with. I was never on the Jason and Liz train. And I liked what one YouTuber that I enjoy, and he actually tends to get a lot of the people on his show, um, Little Black Book, said he was, he agreed with me that it would never work. And one of the reasons why he said it, which was very interesting, is that um, it's, and, and I actually agree with him, uh, is that it's one thing for someone to assume that they may not be your first choice, especially if you're on a show like this or something, or even if you're just in real life, not on a show, but you're dating, just regular dating. And you obviously, if everybody's dating, they may be dating someone they like more than you, but then somehow you guys turn into a relationship or whatever. So it's one thing for somebody to assume that they may not be your first choice, but when someone knows they're not your first choice, that's a little bit harder to get over in the long run because it breeds insecurity. And I, at the end of the day, I don't care how it turned out, but she was not his first choice. Kyra was. Now he came... Yeah with all kinds of air in his chest and bravado at the reunion or whatever. And I think really he was kind of only puffed up because he, cause Liz was sitting there all, you know, in love or whatever, but you know, and, and so, and that kind of really turned me off with him. I'm like, dude, you ain't got to be acting all like that. You got you a boo. Her, her and homie didn't work out. So basically, as far as you're concerned, you won because you ended up with a boo. She ended up with nobody. But at the end of the day, if she had chose you, you would be sitting right there with your chest poked out being with her, who is who you really wanted anyway. So, um, yeah, so they've broken up. But another interesting one is, and you guys turned me on to them. Gosh, their names just went right out of my head. The couple that has the YouTube page together, Ages and Stages. Um, oh my gosh, and I really like them. You guys, you and Sean, who are the season four? Watch this show. No, season three, maybe? I'm going to tell you right now. Um, because I was just watching them. Season right. three, I fell off of, so I'm not committed to season three oh and the characters. Gosh. Okay, here they go. Rashid and Simone. Oh, yes, I do remember them. So Rashid and Simone have been doing, they have a podcast as well as a um, a YouTube page that's really good, and they do the shows. And, of course, with Houston, it was really interesting because they knew several other people. Like, she was actual friends with Kyra and all that because, remember, she's a lawyer, too. Well, they were doing it, and they're, they're besties and whatever. Well, 
as of this season when they came on to start doing the show? How about they're a couple for real now? That's cute. I like that. Yeah, and they, she talked about it. She's like, see, some of y'all got to play the long game. And they're still really funny because you they get on each other like besties. You're like, why do you even do that, man? Like, they're they're really funny. Um, so their dynamic is still the same. It's just that they were arguing about why she needed a bigger drawer. And I'm like, a bigger drawer? What? So, <laughs> yes. So that is because uh, he was saying she was a slob and she's like, yeah, I might be a slob, but I hired a housekeeper to come and clean up because I told you I don't do that. I said, see, that's what I'm talking about. If you're a slob, if if you bring in a housekeeper, then you ain't got nothing to say. She's like, I she said, I send my housekeeper over here and I pay for it. So I was like, well, bro, it looks like you ain't got nothing to say then. So, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, like she might be a slob, but if it's getting clean and professionally, um, okay, so that's that's the other gossip piece. And then, oh, real quick, Dante likes everybody, and of course, that's not surprising because he's got three baby mamas. I'm putting him in the run category because apparently Dante got super sperm, and since he mentioned that now he meditates and he's a vegan and all of that, his sperm is probably even more super. So um, I'm, I'm well, he's, just, he's probably into tantric sex at this point, so uh, he sounds I'm very sure. tantric. Yeah. Well, and remember, the ladies was feeling him. They were like, oh, and Dante or whatever. I was Because remember, somebody said, oh, Dante's voice is very sensual. I was like, mm-hmm. That's, that's how he got them three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. That's how he got them three kids. Y'all y'all worried about homie being sensual. Okay. You going to sensual yourself right into some extra kids. So, anywho, I'm going to let you go, but when Missy and I do the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, um, which we'll probably do tomorrow, because we were going to do it tonight, but we ran late, um, we're going to do that, then I am going to bring you on, because of course, you know, you're our other Salt Lake, Salt Lake City girl, and we yeah. have... And I've got some messy Married at First Sight gossip to talk about. We'll do that. Girl, Kristen came out with some stuff. Girl, I call you offline. It's crazy. Oh, Lord. So anyway, <laughs> like, what on earth? Yes, we do actually talk even more than this. And, and don't let Sean fool you because he is just as bad. So anyway, Sharita can tell you that. He's, he'll come here. He'll try to play the vibe as like, you know, he's, he's the straight guy among the women. He is, but he's just as bad as we are. <laughs> Yes. His girlfriend is probably like, if y'all don't get away from that. Yes, neither neither of us are his girlfriend. She actually puts no. up with us. <laughs> she tolerates giving him giving him this time with us, and we appreciate her for that as well. Exactly. All right. So everybody who hung in there, thank you very much uh, for hanging. And as you can see, we have a lot of fun. We don't always go this long, but this is the first episode and we were kind of combining everything because we're still getting to know these folks. But we hope that you will continue to join in. Our Ready to Love shows were my highest listened shows over the summer. So um, my uh, numbers were incredible for Ready to Love. So we're looking forward to that um, since they're in the DC, hopefully getting some of the folks on there. So fingers crossed. Oh, this crossed. will be awesome. 
Yeah, I would like so that. fingers crossed that that works out. Absolutely. I mean, heck, we're we're in the area. So, um, yeah, so just continue to hang with us, listen to us on everywhere that you listen to podcasts, particularly um, if you have Apple iTunes, make sure that you go on there and you give us five stars and a review. Same thing with uh, iHeartRadio. But if you have Spotify, Google, a to uh, what is it? Acast, um, TuneIn, Verbal, Amazon. We're on all of them. So anywhere you are, we make it easy for you to listen. And you can also find me. You can send me an email, especially if it's about coming on the show or if you have some tea, which I'm going to verify, but we love some good tea. So you can certainly email that to me. The email address is in the info box for the show. And you can also, and I hope, follow me on social media outlets at Let's be honest, JJ. That's at L E T S B E H O N E S T J J. It's the same on Twitter and Instagram. You DM me on there, I will also absolutely respond. Stay tuned for all of the interesting, interesting programming we have on this channel. We've got some good stuff coming up even uh, this week when we talk about some of the things that have been going on in the sports world. We read that we have got uh, scams, scandal, um, bigotry, crimes, you name it. It's been going on just in the sports world, let alone everything else. So we're going to be, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So we're going to be talking about all of that. And as always, remember, if you're thinking about it, chances are I'm thinking about it too. And I want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together. Bye-bye, Riri. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.